0: Welcome to the Riding from the Inside Out, Empowering Our Horse Girl Selves podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Waldo. In this podcast, I talk about how I became a horse girl as a child, and why I've returned to being a horse girl as an adult. I discuss what I've learned about why many of us are horse girls. What that inexplicable heart and soul-based force is that draws us to horses like moths to a flame. How I've learned that our relationships with horses can be an opportunity for us as horse girls to empower ourselves at our deepest inner self levels. And how by doing so, we can feel more empowered in all aspects of our lives, including in our riding and our relationships with horses. In this show, I'll share personal stories of my journey to date and how I continue to practice doing this day to day in my relationship with my current horses. I'll also periodically interview other women about how they're empowering themselves as horse girls as well. So join me as we go on this journey of empowering our horse girl selves together. Welcome back to the Riding from the Inside Out podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the question to ask yourself, or for us ask ourselves of, are you assuming you can't do things? Are you assuming things are impossible for you? Are you making assumptions about what you can't do and you're not even aware that you're making an assumption? this is what I want to talk all about. So let's dive right in. So this episode came up. I think it was like the other day, yesterday, the day before. um, Because I was doing stuff. Um, I was out feeding my horses. And we have this kind of like a hay storage solution that is uh, where we're storing our stuff for the winter. And it's it's got like this, uh, it's like this shelter logic thing. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about where you get corral panels and then the shelter logic system creates this like kind of tarped roof and tarped sides. Um, and, and so we have our hay stored in, this kind of an enclosure because when we set up our property um and we were so focused on trying to create a shelter for the horse um we didn't think about the fact of hay storage because i had always boarded and i never created a property from scratch and even though we were creating the shelter from scratch, we didn't think to make the shelter bigger when we were designing it and building it because we, my husband um, designed and built it. We didn't think to make it bigger and make one part of it have hay in it. Yeah, uh, lessons learned there. So, um, so we needed a place to store our hay over the winter. And, um, and so we use this shelter logic thing. And the shelter logic thing, um, it, it, it didn't work very well last winter. Um, so we kind of made this like kind of tarp thing uh, and, and kind of created like this like front, mm, like a front uh, tarp that hangs down. So I'm in there and I'm getting hay. Because um, we actually have one stall of our garage. We have a three stall garage. Two are used for non horsey things, and one is used for storing hay, but we can't put that much hay in there. So we have like one big bale of hay in there, and then another, um, we can have other hay in there, but we can't, we couldn't unload um, multiple big bales in that garage so what we have to do is store it in the shelter logic place and then bring it over to the garage or get it right out of the shelter logic place long story short so well long story long so here i am i've run out of hay why is this important because my husband is the one that uses the tractor to get the hay from the shelter logic thing into the garage so that then when it's really cold here in Montana, which, you know, it it is, um, luckily it's not been as cold this year as last year, um, but so far yet, knock on wood, but when it, it's like we need the tractor to be able to get the hay from the shelter logic into the garage so that I can just use the garage door opener to open it up. And then I can kind of go into this enclosed area, you know, into the garage, which has a light and, you know, use my pitchfork and put hay in, um, to, uh, like I have a, a sled and I have this little, um, what do you call it? Like a wagon, um, and then bring them to the horses, right? Um, and it's a long story as to why we do it that way. We don't have a big enough tractor to put a big bale out in the pasture. Um, and we don't have a, a a way to keep it dry. Uh, so none of those things work for us right now. So this is our best solution. And we've been finding our way, um, navigating this and figuring it out as we've gone along. And now I know a lot about what I would do if I was myself, like you know, a year ago or, you know, a year and a half ago making these decisions. But I didn't know that information back then. But that's okay. I've learned a lot about it and know a lot more about what I, what I want or what I would need or what works. Um, and that's actually empowering. But the point is, we need this tractor. And my husband uses the tractor to do this stuff. So he uses the tractor to move the hay. So here I am out there. um, I didn't want to bother him because I feel like everything that there's just a lot of stuff with the horses that I have to ask him to do. And I feel like I'm always, you know, asking him to do these things. And I'm kind of trying to kind of like, um prioritize only the most important thing and kind of spread it out because he's he's got a lot of other household non-horse stuff to also do and you know other stuff and and so I try to do as much as I can but there's some things that I kind of felt like I can't do I need his strength or his ability to kind of do it and herein leads to the topic which is that I was like I needed him to move the hay but I didn't want to ask him to move the hay because I had already asked him to do a bunch of other stuff so I'm in the shelter uh, not the shelter the hay area getting hay and just manually stocking up so that he doesn't have to come out and I'll have to ask him to do it in the tractor and I'm like oh Oh, this is so crazy! Like this just, I just so difficult. And then the other thing is our horses. The ground is getting really hard here, and we have a we have a shelter. I always had horses in the barn. They always got turnout, but they always had stalls. These like little stalls, and now we um, live a much more you know twenty four seven. The horses get to choose in or out. Um, they can access the shelter, um, or they could be out. Ninety-nine percent of the time, they want to be out. One percent of the time, they will come in the shelter. But the ground's getting really frozen, and they've been going to the bathroom in the shelter, which means the shelter needs to be cleaned. Well, the shelter has a lot of poop in it, and it's far from where the manure pile is, and I can't use the um, wheelbarrow; it's too much um, and too far. So we need to use the tractor for that. Well, guess guess who needs help with that? My husband. And so I'm like, I've got to do the shelter. We've got to do the shelter. What do I ask him to do? Do I ask him to do the hay? Do I ask him to do the shelter? What do I do? What do I do? Which one? Which one? You know, it's like, oh. Now, this is my kind of point of this episode is immediately it was like, How do I prioritize what to ask my husband to help me to do so that I could get it done? And suddenly, it was like a light bulb went off. Like, bing, bing, bing. Why don't you learn to use the tractor so that you can use the tractor to do this yourself? What? Seriously? What? What? Whoa, 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 whoa wait a minute. Uh, use the tractor. Why am I not using the tractor? Wait a minute. My husband showed the kids how to use the tractor. They've driven the tractor back and forth. Why have I not use the tractor. Why didn't I ask to learn how to use the tractor? Because none of us knew how to use the tractor when we first got it. Actually, my husband got the tractor and he learned how to use it. And then he taught my sons to use it and they use it a little bit only under his guidance. But I've always been like on the side kind of watching and helping to load the tractor up and, you know, keep things out of the way. But I've never actually driven the tractor other than for a few feet. And suddenly it was like, Why have I not learned how to use the tractor? Wait a minute. Why haven't I? And it was like the bells went off. It was so crazy. And you're probably listening to this being like, what is with this person? Like, yeah, use the tractor, lady. But you have to understand, it wasn't Even something that I was aware of that I wasn't aware that I wasn't doing. Like I'm not, I'm not like a you know, make everybody do everything for me. I don't like have you know little manicured hands and I don't get dirty and and whatever. I I I was a horse girl, young, 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 and I you know I've prided myself on. Doing stuff, even when it's scary, even when it's hard, even when I don't know how. That's what the horse girl life and horses have taught me and shown me. And then I've taken those experiences and then I've done more of it and more of it and more of it through my life, in my career, in my work, in my personal life, in everything. In everything. Okay. So I'm not exactly a, you know, sit around and have somebody do something for me type. But somehow I had this perspective that I didn't even know I had, which was that I couldn't do the tractor and I needed him to do it. That's freaking disempowerment. That's freaking disempowering. And I had no idea I was even practicing that until the light bulb went off and I was like, why am I not learning how to use the tractor myself? What the heck have I been thinking? What the heck have I been thinking? Yeah, maybe I need, you know, maybe I could use some help with loading up um, the tractor with manure when, um, well eventually it won't be such an issue but long story we have some of the manures with some hay because we needed to figure out some hay storage stuff and so there's a lot of hay that gets strewn in the manure and if you ever dealt with that in the winter in the cold it gets really heavy and my back is not what it used to be and so sometimes well in a lot of cases it's a multi-person job to like load up the tractor with the manure in the shelter but there's a lot that I could do by myself and especially now that we've got the hay situation kind of figured out or underway to be figured out. And if I learned to use the tractor, there's so much I could do on my own. So why the heck hadn't this occurred to me before? This is my point. Sometimes we can be completely blind to the ways in which we are being disempowered disempowering ourselves and we're not even aware of it we're not even aware of it let me give you another example so all my life I've had this thing where um and it it just became clear to me in the last in the last nine months six months or so um about how this about how this works but all my life I've had this thing where I I don't like do um like small figuring out like electronics or gadgets or or whatever I don't I don't do that well this is just this like rule that I've like had and I've lived by and so like all my life it's been well not all my life but like since being with my husband and who was then my you know, he was my boyfriend for a long time before we got married. It was like, you know, you get a new, you get a new phone, you get a new, well, now the phones are really easy to get started. But you know, you get a new device, or you get a new something, a new whatever. And I'd be like, here, I hand it to him. And I say, you figure it out. And then you show me how to use it. And then I'll I'll know how to use it, right? Like, that's the way I would always do these things, and I didn't even really know why. Because I'm, I'm a very, um, you know, I, I know how to figure stuff out. Um, I'm pretty darn analytical. Um, I actually, it, it, the irony is, in college, I had, uh, I did. Uh, one of my internships was with a company where I was a technical writer, which is, which means uh, writing like user manuals for how to use products. So I had to learn how to use a, a product and then I had to be able to explain how to do it. So I had to learn how to do it. And so I seemed to be able to do that. Um, and I seem to be able to do lots of horse stuff and lots of other things in my life. But somehow with these like devices, I couldn't do it. And, and it's not like it's not inherent in my family. I have a brother, my oldest brother. He's the kind of guy, you could give him any kind of electronic device and he will take it apart. He will fix it. He will put it back together or he will rebuild it. Um, so what the heck is going on that I've had this view just inherent in me it's like not even anything i was aware of it was just like to the point where i get a certain device and i hand it to somebody else to do and i have to wait then for them to do it and you know for them to have the time to do it and and whatever because i can't do it right that this is just the way I've lived. Like, oh, I got this thing. Okay, now I have to wait. My husband said he'll have time on Thursday to put it together so that then I can use it. And I would like do my whole schedule around this thing because I couldn't do this thing. Well, it occurred to me a number of months ago where I was like, where did that come from? And I started thinking about my brother being really good at, all kinds of you know mechanical things and I started to think about my background and I started to think about well what like where did that come from and at first I was just like well I don't know but I still like I still just can't I just can't do it I don't know I just can't do it Um, I remember like after that trying it trying to do something and just not being able to do it and just being like I don't know I don't know why I can't do this it's like some kind of mental block or something well, more time passed and more time passed. And one day, I really wanted to listen to some old music that I had on a CD. And we have this um, old uh, DVD CD player um, that uh, is just has always been a pain to figure out how to set up and then figure out how to use. Like, it, it's such a pain in the butt. Even when we first bought it, it was like you would push the button to open and then you'd be sitting there waiting and hoping for it to open up. And then after it thought about it for a while, it would open up. And why we kept this thing all that time, I don't I don't know. I don't know why we did, but we still have it. And um, I guess because they kind of became obsolete, so I was like, well, I'll just keep it for any old CDs. And, um, but why we kept it before that, I have no idea. Uh, but the point is, I wanted to listen to some music And I normally would have my husband set up this thing because I've got to deal with like wires in the back and figure out which one goes where. And there's all these different cords and cables and the thing with the smart TV and this and that. And I'd just be like, I can't do this. He needs to do this. But he was busy and I really wanted to listen to a CD. And so what do I do? I was like, screw it. I'm going to figure this out this darn dvd player i'm gonna figure it out so i i get it i plug it in i figure out how to put it in the i think the right chords in the back um i i just i kind of keep breathing during the whole thing like when i would start to get frustrated just be like michelle you can do this you want to listen to this you you know you're not going to be able to do this you're going to be waiting for your husband if you don't just do this i'm just like breathing Breathing, trying to be patient with myself, and then I get go to like press the buttons on the front, and it's doing the same old thing that it's always done. Even my husband, it used to always do this thing where you'd like press play, and it'd be like, "Well, let me think about this for a while and decide if I'm gonna play or decide if I'm gonna eject or whatever." Um, so it was doing that, but I was just like. Breathing. I was being patient. I was just like, I'm just going to be okay. I'm just going to be okay. This is fine. And what happened? I got the stupid thing set up. I got it set up and I got it working and I got it to play. And I was like... I got it to play. And I like turned the music up. I was listening to these old CDs. I turned the music like super, super loud. I'm dancing all over my kitchen because I was like, I got this thing to play. I did it by myself. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No one's around to like hear me or celebrate this. My husband came in later and I'm like, I got the DVD player to work and I got it. And you know, he was happy for me, but I don't know that he had quite realized the extent to which this thing had like you know, always tortured me, and and how like empowering it was to be able to get a mechanical electronic device to work when all my life I have handed them over to somebody else and had to wait, you know. So like the empowerment of being able to do this by myself was just like, it was like oh my gosh, it was like it was getting a drink of water after you've been in the desert, thirst, thirsting you're just like dehydrated you just like are so thirsty and then you get this drip and it's like the best water you've ever had it was like that that's the way it felt oh, I was so happy and it was after that that I started to kind of kind of like realize like wait a minute how did that happen how is it I went that long without thinking that I could even do this And, you know, it's been a while. It's been kind of a while in letting those answers come to me. But what I kind of realized was that I'm the baby of the family, and I have two older brothers and an older sister. And, you know, they weren't the most patient um, siblings. Uh, There's a big age gap between us. And um, I kind of always held the seat in the family uh, or they assigned me the seat of like, oh, she's spoiled, she gets everything, she does everything, um, you know, uh, kind of a thing, uh, which I'm not even going to get into why that was the case. There's a lot of reasons why they felt that way and, and whatever, um, which had nothing to do with me, really. Uh, but the point is that I started to realize that there was this kind of like a series of events that happened in my life, starting from a young age. Um, And I think it started probably with my dad, my dad just being like, you know, oh, let me do this for you, instead of showing me how to do something. And then, oh, give it to the boys, because even though my dad wasn't per se sexist I believe that from his generation there was kind of this thing like he was of the generation where he sat and waited for dinner and my mom put dinner on and put it in front of him while he sat and sat there now my dad worked hard it's not like he was lazy or didn't do anything or anything like that but this is kind of like this generational thing of what he did. And so there were like these kind of gender rules, like, you know, what what females do and what males do. And um, there was a lot of like, um, you know, machinery electronic you know stuff that the guys did and then the women kind of did other stuff and it wasn't really spoken but i realized that i grew up around that and add that to the fact that i was younger than my siblings and i probably you know People weren't patient with me not knowing how to do something. So like probably at Christmas time when I got something electronic, instead of showing me how to do it, they were like, here, you know, we got to move on and like get to dinner or get to more presents or whatever. Here, I'll set this up for you. And so what did I learn? I learned to just hand things over to somebody else, often a man to do it for me, because I basically became trained to believe that I couldn't do it for myself I didn't I didn't have that capacity and then years and years and years of practicing that that's just what I did I would just ask my husband here set this thing up here here's this new air conditioner can you figure it out and then show me hey here's this new you know whatever device it is here's this here's that Why am I going on with this? Because I didn't even realize after a while, I didn't even realize I was doing that. It was just this given assumption, this given assumption. It would be like, I'm getting this thing. I'm not going to be able to do this. It never even questioned or came up as a question in my mind that I could figure out how to do that thing because I'd been trained so much to believe I couldn't that it would just be like, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get this thing. I'm going to have to ask him to help me. So I'll wait. And I would literally schedule my life around when somebody else could help me do this thing that I didn't think I could do that it turns out that I probably could have done that I didn't know that I could do. And this is what I'm talking about. And this is what happened with the tractor. I was like, suddenly, I had this moment of why am I? not learning how to use the tractor myself now there are certain things that i you know i'm going to not be able to do you know like um i have uh i've had some stuff with back strength and 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 whatever um that have gone on with me so like You know, there are some things like lifting really heavy things or dragging things There are just some things that my husband is going to be able to do that I'm not going to be able to do, you know, maybe right now or maybe ever. I don't know. Um, But driving the tractor is not one of them. And yet it is something that did not even occur to me for the same reason that initially it didn't occur to me to do the VCR, to set up any of these other things, because I had kind of been programmed, if you will, trained, self-trained to my own disempowerment, to my own lack of Awareness that I could do something. And that's what I'm talking about in this episode. So many times there are things that we think we can't do. And like I said, I've lived this and I've just given you a couple of examples and there are many others where we don't even realize that we're automatically assuming we can't do it. But what if we, what if we can? What if we can? Not if just what if we can, what if we've always been able to? We just didn't know it. Or we didn't even try. What I learned about with the um, electronic devices, you know, because I said that I tried some what I learned is, I almost had this like, um, like a built-in, um, like failure mode. It was like a built-in failure mode in me, where I would self-perpetuate this belief or lack of belief in myself. So, like, um, when when I had tried to do a device like, um, like I was like, oh, I'm just gonna try it. I'm just gonna, I don't know how to do this, but I'm just gonna try it. I'm tired of waiting for, you know, so and so to do it. And I would try it. And then I would just like, I would try it. And then I would get so frustrated. I was like, I, my energy would get so frustrated and i would get so mad. And I'd just be like, see, I can't do this. And then I would just throw in the towel. And that was my self perpetuating disempowerment. Now, What did I do that was different with the VCR that day or the DVD player that day when I wanted to listen to the CD? I let myself just be okay. I said, you know what? I'm going to try this and when I breathe, I'm just going to take it slowly. I'm not going to get mad at myself. I'm not going to have to have this happen. I'm not going to have this urgency. I'm just going to breathe and go slowly and step by step it's like I was empowering myself along the way as I was like coaching myself in my own mind about what I could do about the fact that I could do it or about the fact that I could at least try and in doing that I was able to just kind of take one next step and take one next step and take one next step And then it's like, it worked. And then that's when I did my happy dance. And that's when I figured it out. And that's when I was like, oh my God, I've never been able to do this. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about, is that we can, first of all, not even be aware that there are things that we've ruled out of hand that we could do. Because we basically have told ourselves for a very long time that we can't do it. Or we've been told or we've learned learned to believe. It doesn't mean it's the truth. But we've learned to believe or to expect or to assume or, you know, to buy into that we can't do something. So then we have this self-perpetuating expectation. And we also can have this... um, you know, like, uh, where we've trained ourselves into where we even try, we are not being the most supportive, you know, teacher to ourselves. Like, think about, like, for me, I was able to see how when I had ever tried to do it on my own, I was like the worst teacher ever, or the worst coach ever, because I like basically... I didn't cheer myself on I wasn't patient with myself I was critical of myself at every turn and I attacked myself who teaches anybody like that and gets anywhere would anybody get anywhere and feel empowered and feel like they could do something and feel good and feel like they could go on no and that's what I did differently with the with the DVD player you know with um using a, as with the with the uh VCR. Sorry about the cough there. Um, And this is my point is that there are so many things. There are so many things that I've become aware of that we have. um, We kind of like I have learned to believe that we cannot do and then we perpetuate it and we perpetuate it through an expectation and through a belief. And then we're not even aware that we're doing it. We have no idea. We have no idea that we're doing it. And that's what I'm talking about with the tractor. And this can happen in our horse girl lives with our you know different things of taking care of our horses like I can't figure out what kind of food they should have that's going to solve this you know nutritional issue that's going on with them I can't figure out you know I don't know anything about their feet to be able to understand what to do about the fact that they're having these leg problems or hoof problems or this that or whatever I don't know about that I don't understand how to do that I need to be able to rely on this other person to do this i don't know how to do that have you said that or i don't know how to deal with this problem horse i don't know how to do this thing with this horse or i don't know how to do this thing with training or whatever um and i'm not saying there aren't resources out there for us to you know tune into and tap into but there is this practice that can happen, this expectation that we can get into of our own disempowerment, that we, we assume, we come to expect, and then we continue playing that tape over and over and over again so much that we don't even know that we're doing it. And that's what happened with me with the tractor. My husband has been doing all the tractor stuff here. And why did it never occur to me that I could learn how to drive a tractor? Like, I, he actually showed me how to drive it. It's not rocket science. I'm a really good driver. I know that. Um, there's no reason why I can't drive this tractor. It just never occurred to me. I don't know why. Maybe because when we first got the tractor, he was trying to understand it and I was focused on six million things and we just kind of stepped into these roles where he did the tractor stuff and I did the other stuff. And then the next thing you know, I'm like, well, he does the tractor stuff and I do the other stuff. So this is a tractor thing. So he does it and I don't do it. And And then the next thing you know, I'm not doing tractor things that I could do and I'm not even aware that I'm not doing them and I'm not even aware of the fact that I'm discounting myself from being able to do something that would empower myself and, and allow me to do things that would save me time. And you might be like, well, yeah, but you know, doesn't it save you time for him to do something instead of for you to do something? And it's like, well, Not really, because if you knew how much time I would spend figuring out how to plan my day around, being able to make it so that he could help me do the thing that I couldn't do by myself, you would see that it would just be a freaking lot faster if I could just do the thing by myself without needing somebody else to do it for me. And this is my point with this episode. The thing is, I did it even know I was doing that and so my question to you listener is are you doing this are there things that you could be doing that you're just assuming you can't do oh I can't figure out what's going on with my hooves my horse's hooves my own hooves no my horse's hooves been there done that been there, done that, okay? I still get intimidated about the hooves, but I'm, I'm taking it slowly, I'm being patient, I'm not expecting myself to learn everything in one day, and I'm learning a lot about the horse's hooves and how that works and their movement, and I'm allowing my own knowing about you know, what I've sensed about them and what I know to understand more about how this all ties into their happiness and their health and their well-being and soundness issues and, you know, health stuff and what's natural for them and all of the things. I'm doing that. But if you would have said to me, you know, um, before like you're going to learn about hoof stuff and you're going to learn about barefoot stuff and you're going to learn about things like that i'd have been like yeah i don't do hooves um I, I you know like i have back issues that you know like i can't i can't do my horses hooves and and i don't i don't know it's 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 like this built-in Um, it's like when we have this, it's like a built-in disempowerment button. It's like a built-in, I can't do this button. And I, I, I have a lot of them still. I'm still discovering them. And my question to you is, do you want to discover yours? Because I would be very surprised if you don't have any. Because culturally, there are a lot of things, whether you're a man or a woman, that, We are all taught culturally that we can or cannot do. And so many of those things we are not aware of. We are not even aware that we're doing it or we're practicing it. This is why I talk about empowerment is a practice. Empowerment starts with awareness, but sometimes you're not even aware of what you're not aware of. Like in the case of the tractor, I wasn't aware that I wasn't aware of the tractor thing. It wasn't like I was walking around going, I have the ability to do this tractor, and I'm not gonna do this tractor, and blah, blah, blah. No, I wasn't aware that I was even doing that. And that can be the case for all of us. So how do you become aware of things that you're not aware of? Well, what I've found is that the more I practice empowering myself, doing a like all the stuff that I talk about in this podcast and in my other podcast and all the stuff that I do. Because everything I do, that everything that I create and everything I talk about is all this stuff. Because I found it's helped me. And then I just, I don't know. it's just like, my whole thing is I love sharing it with other people and having, you know. If I can save someone from the experience that I had and they can avoid it and they can, you know. Benefit from what I've learned—that's just to me a wonderful feeling, right? So, like, if I can do that, that's awesome. So I share stuff. Um, So how? So listening to stuff that I'm talking about—if it resonates with you, because I don't have your answers, you have your answers. But sometimes I can share things that can help you tune into your own answers, and that's what I try to do with the what I've learned about empowerment. one thing is like asking yourself lots of questions. Like I went to school and I learned um I went to school in the end for communications and journalism. So I learned to ask a lot of questions, which is good things. I always ask questions like I got in trouble in uh, first grade because uh, I went to Catholic school and made to wear uniforms and when I found out about that I was just not having it I was like so mad because my mom hadn't told me that I was gonna go to this school and have to wear a uniform and then like the you know and then the next thing you know I'm like having to put this like ugly plaid outfit on and I was just madder than a hornet and I remember going into school and like literally getting sent to the head nun's office cuz i was just like i couldn't see what an, an a uniform had to do with learning what does a uniform have to do with learning do i learn more because i'm wearing this set uniform versus something that i'm picking myself um w- like what is it you know and yeah 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 you can say all these things about how it takes distractions away from this, that, and the other, whatever. I'm not going to get into that whole discussion with you. Besides, this was like a long time ago. People didn't dress like that in those days. And let's just not even go off on that tangent because I I have opinions. My point is, I had this question in me that was like, why do we have to wear uniforms? It does not make sense because something felt wrong about it to me And then I asked a question, and this is what I'm talking about in this episode, or this is what I talk about in a lot of these episodes, is when you feel that something is like, um, it's like what I talked about in episode seven, it's like with a problem horse, it's like there's something not feeling good uh, about that. And it can cause you to ask a question. It can cause you to start to wonder. It can cause you to start to question things. When you start to wonder, when you start to question things, when you start to pause, that is when you open yourself up and new awarenesses can come. And this really is such a key path to empowering yourself to the art of empowering yourself um, which is also the art of your own energy flow and is the art of having happy horses and is the art of having yourself be happy and it is the art of many things <laughs> because um, when we embrace our power we're in alignment with ourself and if this kind of stuff resonates with you Consider listening to my other podcasts as well, Creating From the Inside Out, because I talk a lot more about it even right now, this kind of stuff right now, which I'll probably get to in this podcast as well um, at some point. But my point is that when something feels off, it's telling you something and that is creating an awareness and that awareness is what, as you start practicing Questioning and practicing the art of allowing yourself to become aware, you can start to see things that you didn't see before. That's how I was able to see that I had been doing this thing with the tractor that I hadn't been able to see before. Before, I couldn't see it. I didn't even know I was doing it. I had no idea I was disempowering myself by not learning to use the tractor. I had no awareness of it. But it's because I've done empowerment in other things. And I've learned to question when I don't feel good and to start asking questions of myself and to start pondering things. I've developed that practice in me I developed it and I've done it my whole life and I've done it over and over and over again to learn more about it because that's a lot of what I talk about um, and share with other people and because I it becomes kind of like a way of being that then allows me to see things that I couldn't previously see like ways in which I'm not even aware of ways in which I'm disempowering myself So my question to you, dear listener, if this if you've stuck with me on on, on this episode, um, there must be a reason. And my question to you is, are you starting to question when you have feelings about something? well what are those feelings about? What do they mean? What might this be showing you? I'm sure I'll be talking a lot more about feelings and what they mean and how they often don't mean what we've been told they mean and all of that. Again, stuff I talk about in my other podcasts as well. But the thing is that a lot of times we have come to believe, oh, well, when we feel bad, Get away, get away from it, get away from that bad feeling. Oh, that bad feeling, we gotta get away from that, we gotta close that off, we gotta end that, we gotta solve that, we gotta find another thing that is bad, we gotta avoid, bad is bad, right? Get away from bad. But what if the bad feeling is creating this feeling that you call bad, not because it is actually hurting you, but because it is giving you an opportunity to create an awareness within yourself to start questioning things. And that is actually what puts you on the path of greater empowerment of yourself. And the wonderful thing about this life for us horse girls is that we have this amazing soul and heart-based intrinsic motivator which is intrinsic meaning come from, coming from inside right it's coming from inside our heart and our soul is this connection to these animals that are horses and ponies that we love and we want and there's something in our soul that wants it and It gives us this intrinsic motivation or intrinsic, it's almost like extra gas in our fuel tank, to go a little bit beyond where we might have thought we could go. What we might have thought was possible. What we might have thought we could do because there's this motivation. Because we want to have this connection or because we want to have this experience or because we want to have a horse at all. Because we want to have a pony at all. I talked about that in episode seven um, with my first pony and then the second pony I had the experience of working with. And so my question to you is, when you're having those feelings, when you're having that experience of something maybe not feeling good, can you? Start to ask. Can you start to ask yourself, what is this about? What could this be about? What am I even experiencing? What is this connected to? Because in those questions, I have found. In those questions, I have found gold, gold, literal gold. Okay, not literal gold, but yeah, like gold, like the most valuable things, the most valuable things. It is always in those moments that I did that. That led me on a path of something that then changed the course of my life for the better in an amazing way. And it's not something just I can do. You have the ability to. I know it. I know it in my heart. Even if you can't see it. Even if you're not aware of it, trust me only because I've had this happen so many times with so many people and with myself. This is not just a me thing and it's not just certain people thing. It's you. It's you. It's each and every single one of us. So I will leave you with that to ponder until the next episode. so glad you joined me for today's episode of the Riding from the Inside Out Empowering Our Horse Girl Selves podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode or you're enjoying this podcast, hit the subscribe button on your favorite player or in iTunes so that you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Also, share this episode with anyone else who might connect with this material. To learn more about my other offerings, visit my website at michellewaldo.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-W-A-L-D-O dot com.